Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. days are the day he died and the day he resurrected. You guys, you guys are hungry for the kingdom of God. You're hungry for his presence. You're hungry to see heaven on earth. Jesus paid the price, the cross. It, it, it must not be underestimated. It's the, it's the foundation, it's the pinnacle of everything in the kingdom of God. He's the lamb that was slain from before the foundations of the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, so much. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Hallelujah. Yeah, you guys can be seated, but let's just keep our heart in a posture. We, we did not promise you an Easter cantata. <laughs> we didn't promise you production. What we promised is that we're going to behold the Lamb of God. Amen? That's what tonight's for. So love the world. For God, so agape the world. Unconditional love. We don't deserve a thing of it. But He loved us. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever would believe would not perish but have everlasting life. Come on. And let me tell you, it's not just eternal life. It's eternal. It's, it's eternal inheritance from a, from a Father who loves you so much. For the Father loves you so much that He gave Jesus. He paid the ultimate price for you. That's amazing. Wow, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I want to tell you guys something. Um, we want unity and we want the presence of the Lord. And there's nothing that, that brings unity and the presence more than, than honoring from the deepest place of our heart the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? First John 5, verses 6-8 through says, this is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness because he is, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, which is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. It's the Holy Trinity. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. And I want to tell you, some of the most powerful times when the Holy Spirit shows up 
is when we focus on the blood of Jesus and the cross. Amen? And I, I don't want to just do our religious duty to, to do our night, our, our Easter weekend night here. I want, us to, I want us to engage with the Spirit of Christ tonight. Amen? And we already have been. His presence is here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's give the worship team a hand and just thanks for bringing us into the presence and focusing on what this is all about. Um, God created Adam and Eve with the, with the full intention of being a good father to beloved children. Amen? And we know the story, and Satan robbed humanity of everything that God freely gave. But Jesus came to be the second Adam, amen, to restore everything that was stolen because when Satan stole the domain from God's children of this earth, mankind died spiritually and, and became separated from that union with the Father and, and sickness and disease and, and sickness of the soul came into humanity brokenness and shame and depression and hatred and failure, purposelessness. Amen? Brokenness, broken relationships, no hope. I mean, what was beautiful became, it went from being a lush garden to like an arid desert in people's hearts. But Jesus came and he restored all things. We're going to be reading out of Isaiah 53 tonight, guys. If you brought your Bibles or, or your phone app, turn or pop that up. Because <laughs> I want us to take a good look at Jesus on the cross tonight. Amen? Tonight, the focus is the finished work of the cross. Come on. The finished work of the cross. 2,000 years ago, he said it is finished. And, and Isaiah 53, it was prophesied hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus ever came. I don't know how long before. But I want to read this to us. And I want us to just gaze upon Jesus on the cross. Okay? And I want us to think about the power of what he accomplished. So I'm just going to take us through a few verses here and just unpack some of this. Verse 1, Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? When the Bible talks about the arm of the Lord, it's talking about his power and his might. And God wants to reveal it to us. Who is it revealed to? The people who believe. Do we have any believers in the room? If you're a believer, God will reveal the power and the might, the, the mighty right arm. Can you imagine seeing God flex that muscle? It'll blow Arnold Schwarzenegger's away back in the 1970s when he had the biggest one he had. He wants to reveal it to you. And let me say, 
according to your faith, will you see his power. Amen? According to your faith, will you see his power. He'll reveal it to you who believe. For he, who, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And then we see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. I've heard people say that this is just a prophetic word that Jesus was not a handsome man. And maybe that's what it means, but I think it's actually referring to the marred Christ. You saw the pictures on the video, and, and that was the movie, The Passion. And I don't know if this is true, but I've actually heard it said that, that the way that they depicted the marring of Christ, they actually held back in the depiction. If you've ever seen that, I can't even imagine. All right? But, but he was so torn. <laughs> That he was unrecognizable. All right? Verse 3, he is rejected by men. Is this a good microphone? Or We've been having weird things going on with this. We're just going to move on and not get distracted. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. I want you to remember Jesus, who denied Jesus three times that night. And when the rooster crowed, Jesus locked eyes with him. And he felt the shame of, his, of, of rejecting his Lord, his best friend. Jesus rejected. He, he was abandoned by all who loved him. Can you imagine the sorrow and the grief that he felt, not just by knowing he's about to go into pain, but the pain of his, of his closest friends betraying him. Amen? We've got to remember these things because he knows what abandonment feels like. He knows what loneliness feels like and rejection. Okay? Have you ever been ashamed to stand up for Jesus? Because he, feel, he feels it when it happens. He, he felt it that day. Have you ever rejected Jesus by choosing a different way than the way he's going? Things to think about, huh? Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows Yet we esteemed him stricken. I want to I focus in on this, this verse here. Smitten, we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Jesus, he, he, he took the punishment that you and I deserved upon himself. We all deserve to go to hell for eternity, my friends. <laughs> We do. Every single one of us. In and of ourselves, we're, we're without hope. Amen? Thankfully, that's the beauty of the, what we're talking about tonight. He changed everything. All right? But we deserve it. 
He was stricken. He received punishment. The, the man who never sinned one time took punishment on himself. He took your punishment. Everything that you did wrong, he, he, he received every punishment that you deserved into his own body. He took mine too. Anybody thankful for that? Jesus is called our substitute, which means that he, that he saw what we deserve. He saw our destiny, and I'm talking about the destiny without him, hell. He saw that, and he did not want that, and he wants it for nobody. And he became our substitute so that he could receive the punishment, the wrath that we deserved. He stepped into that and took it into his own body. Hallelujah. To take your place so that you don't have to have that. How amazing is that? Is anybody thankful? Why don't we tell them thanks for this? Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for being our substitute, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give us a revelation of the, of the magnitude of what you did on the cross, Lord, because that's where the keys of your kingdom is. Hmm. Got to hone in on this verse, though. It's a powerful verse because it says, Surely he has borne our griefs. Have you ever felt grief before? Because Jesus, before he went to the cross, he actually bore your griefs. He took them from you and put them on his own shoulders, carried them into his own body. And he carried our sorrows. Everything that has given you sorrow, Jesus took it into himself so he could bear it and carry it onto the cross. Hallelujah. Soul sickness, soul sickness, broken hearts, soul sickness. He paid a price to remove that from you so that he could bear it so you don't have to. Hallelujah. If anybody suffers with depression, he paid the price to take that from you and to bear it, and to take it to the cross and nail it. Hallelujah. If anybody carries shame, he paid the price to take that from you so you could carry it to the cross and nail it. Hallelujah. Is that good news? You guys doing all right? The amazing thing about these words griefs and sorrows, that if you look into the Hebrew and you unpack what the, the fullness of the meaning is, it, 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 it proves that he, he surely took soul sickness, soul weightiness, the, the pains and the anguish that we may carry to the cross. Hallelujah. But that word griefs in Hebrew, I don't know if I pronounced these words right, but it, it's something like koli, koli. And it, it does mean grief, but it also means physical sickness, physical disease. And so Jesus went to the cross to restore your soul, to bring wholeness to your soul, your mind, your emotions, and your feelings. 
your processes, your internal processes. He died on the cross so that he could heal that and restore it, bring wholeness to it. Amen? But he also, he also died on the cross so that he could take, if you have sickness or disease in your body, to extract, extract that from you and to bring it into his own flesh to, to free you from that and to carry that thing to the cross and nail it so that it dies. Come on. And the, and the Hebrew word for sorrows, it says he carried our sorrows. The Greek word, or Hebrew word is makob, and it, and it means sorrow, all right, the soul. But it also means pain, physical pain. And if a person has physical pain, Jesus went to the distance on the cross to extract pain out of your body and to bring it into his body that was about to get crucified so he could nail to the cross the pains that you walk around in. Hallelujah. Let me tell you that when Jesus does it, he does it thoroughly. Hallelujah. He's stricken by God. He took, he took your soul anguishes to the cross. He carried it into his body. He bore it on his shoulders. Fears, rejection, shame, all these things, brokenness to the cross because he wanted to annihilate it. When Jesus takes things, things to the cross, he annihilates them. And then he was buried and he was resurrected on the other side with all that junk shed off of his body in his glorified body. Come on. Come on. So, so when, he, when he collected the, all the, the fallenness of mankind, all the things that Satan has tried to corrupt humanity with, the brokenness, spirit, soul, body, relationally, financially, all the different places that, that, that got broken under the kingdom of darkness of the one who hates you. Jesus came to set you free. Set you free. Whatever the brokenness is, he took it to his body. He bore it on his shoulders. He absorbed it into himself and took it to the cross so he could nail it and die and take that stuff into the grave where it'll never come out again. Come on. It's powerful. Yeah, he, he does a thorough job, guys. Thank you, Lord. Verse 5, he was wounded. The, the Hebrew word for wounded actually means to be pierced through. He was pierced through for our transgressions. Hallelujah. It would take somebody with a lot of pride and, and a sense of self-righteousness to, to not be able to acknowledge that we needed Jesus to die on the cross, to set us free from what we deserve. Amen? We all have had transgressions. And, and transgressions, can, it means sins, but it means rebellion. And maybe, maybe you don't think that you have, you've had rebellion in your life. I'm not, I'm not condemning anybody tonight. I'm just talking about what Jesus 
did for us. But, but, but it also means a breach of trust. Have we ever done anything to breach God's trust? Boy, do we need the cross. Amen? He, he, so he, he was wounded or pierced through for our rebellion, our breaches of trust. He was bruised, and that word means that he was crushed. He didn't just get a little bruise. You saw the video. Way more than that. He was crushed, beat down, broken for our iniquities. Iniquities, the Hebrew word is avon. So if anybody's selling avon, repent. I'm just joking. I don't, it's probably avon. I don't know. It's A-V-O-N, no. And it means guilt and sin. But Jesus, he, he, he was crushed because of our sins and guilts. Hallelujah. Does this touch anybody's heart? Hallelujah. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. The chastisement means the punishment. We deserve the punishment, but he's our substitute. He took it on himself so that he could give us peace. Shalom. Did you know Jesus cares about your well-being so much that he died on the cross? Like he did that thinking about your well-being. Shalom. Shalom. He wants to bring peace to you in every place that disrupts peace in your life. And, and by his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. I, I wish to to go into details on what the stripes means, but because of the, the spectrum of ages in the room, I'm going to be sensitive on that. But, but the stripes represent the, the lashings that he took. And you guys saw that video, the, all the blood and the, and the lines on his body. That's the stripes. He took that to bring healing to you. Come on. Come on. There's one thing that I believe that God is going to be doing tonight and, and in, the, in the days to come, the weeks to come, that he's going to be opening our eyes to the, to the realities of the spirit, of, of the, the, the magnitude of the price that he paid, of what he has tangibly provided to give to you that you're not experiencing yet. And, and healings in physical bodies is a big part of that. And Jesus paid the price for 2021 for people to be healed of cancer, for people to be healed of COVID and tumors and blindness, deafness, warts, hernias, whatever you can think of, broken bones, bones that, re, that, that healed but were, were healed not set right. Come on. He paid a price for these things. I believe the Lord's going to, he's going to open the eyes of our hearts to, to, to believe that he's already provided these things for us. Because as far as Jesus is concerned, 
just as surely as he paid the price to cleanse you of your sins that you've confessed to him, just as surely as that, he's already provided for you healing. Come on. Mental issues and, and heart issues and emotion issues. Jesus didn't die on the cross just, to, just so that you can wait till you die to go to heaven to experience the abundant life. He paid a price so that the abundant life, which is actually himself, can be implanted into who you are and releasing himself through every part of your life from the inside out. Come on, he is the prince of peace, the prince of shalom. And he lives inside of the believer. Amen? So the, the cross, on the cross, Jesus paid the price for our wholeness. 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 He's a holistic God. He's, he's not, a, he's not a, a slice it and dice it and I'll, I'll give you what I can kind of a person. He paid the whole price. When he died on the cross and then he resurrected, he did it so that he could actually take every part of brokenness and, and fallenness and, and the, just the imperfections that as humans we carry, that we could go to that cross with him and that it could shed off of us at the cross to enter into the resurrected life of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Which is what I'm talking about Sunday morning, by the way. Thank you, Lord. Everybody say, finished work of the cross. Jesus already did it. As far as God's concerned, it's already done. When God looks at, at the, the problems in our lives, on his side of the equation, it's already finished. He's already paid the price, and he's already made it readily available. And a, and a few weeks ago at church, I was talking about how the, the power of God and the presence of God, it's like it's, like it's power, and, and there's two types of power. There's, there's potential power, and there's kinetic power. Potential is energy that's stored and is waiting to be tapped, but it's not doing anything. But it's ready. And, and kinetic energy is when energy flows, and it's, it's moving, it's doing something. Amen? And that's God. He, he's like, he's waiting patiently but so eagerly for faith to reach out and touch. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, and she, she pushed her way through the crowd of people so she could just grab the hem of his garment. And Jesus said, I felt virtue flow through me. According to your faith, you're healed. Come on. There's something about that God has, he is the power of God. But he wants to be moved by faith. And on his side of the equation, it is finished and he's already done the whole thing. He's already provided it. To him, he's like, hey, you already got it. What is that thing that you need to break through for? You've already got it. You've already got it. But on our side of the equation, there comes the faith and the receiving and the pulling it into our realities. Come on. And so, so when it comes to 
getting our souls cleansed. We activate that, that grace that comes towards us by faith. And we're saved by grace through faith. Amen? It activates something that's waiting to flow. And it comes. And it does its thing. It cleanses us of sins. Same thing with healing. He wants to release healing to our bodies and to our souls. If we're struggling with fear and anxiety and, and stress, all of these kind of things that can really burden a mind and a heart, he paid the price to lift that burden. It's the shalom of heaven to displace those things. To release the, the perfect love of God that drives out all fear. Come on. Hallelujah. I want you guys to behold the Lamb of God right now. Behold Jesus on the cross. And look at him because he, he, he looks into your heart. You guys have probably heard this phrase, but he says, this blood's for you. This blood is for you. Come on. If we want to understand the magnitude of the power of the cross, we need to understand the magnitude of sins that required the cross to set us free from them. Because right now in this culture, this, this modern-day culture, there's a, there's a real, just a watering down of these things. Whatever, whatever you feel like, that's good for you. Is that right? Because Jesus had to come down from heaven to get nailed to a cross to set you free from that thing. Amen? He didn't do that for nothing. Can't water down the sinfulness of our sins. Come on. Thank you, Lord. I was thinking about going down a bunny trail on that one. I'm not sure. It's not because we want to, that God wants us to be ashamed, okay? It's because God wants us to value what he did. And Jesus said, he who is who's forgiven little will love little. He who's forgiven much will love much. And guess what? In God's eyes, the two people, it wasn't like one did worse than the other one. They both needed the cross equally. So it was the value that they placed on the cross. It's the value that they put on, on why Jesus thought that, that it was important for him to, to dethrone himself. To lay his life down for you. And if we, if we water it down and, and think, oh, God doesn't care about what I'm doing. Well, he's the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. He cares. Thank God he wasn't expecting you to dig your way out of your hole. He came to do it for you. Amen. He paid a high price for your soul. And this isn't for shame's sake. It's for honor's sake. 
I don't deserve it. It's unconditional love. The grace that brought salvation is unearned favor. I didn't deserve it, but I've got to receive it by faith. Hallelujah. God's so good that he that he's not just he's, he's not he's looking he's not just looking over my sins. He took my sins from me to nail them to the cross, to annihilate them, to make me holy and pure and righteous in his sight. Come on. Now that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Because it's not my righteousness. Our righteousness in and of ourselves, the Bible says, is like filthy rags. But Jesus put himself into us. He cleansed us. He redeemed us. And, it, and now he calls us the righteousness of God. That's a big deal. When we, when we don't contrast our own, uh, our own uh, deficiency with what he's given to us, we're not going to really understand the, the capacity and the magnitude of what God's actually given to us. But I want to tell you that because of the cross, Jesus actually put into you who believe, who've been born again, a divine nature as his children. Come on. That's a big deal. You guys doing okay? You sure? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Let's get our eyes back to the cross right now. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up soon. But I, I wanted to I want to get us back to the cross right now. And I want to I just want to remind us of the final words that Jesus said from the cross. He said, He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's amazing. The the, the people that were driving nails into his hands and and shoved several inch long thorns into his head and beat him with rods and, and scourged him that he could say, Father, I see deeper than what they're doing right now and they're broken inside. They're, yeah, they are hurting me. They're killing me. But, but I see deeper on the inside and, and they actually don't even know what they're doing. Have mercy on them. Forgive them. God. The cleansing of our sins. Jesus cleansed us of our sins. The debts that we owed him, he brought us out of the red. He brought us out of the deficit. Hallelujah. That's called mercy. It's called mercy. Then he said, today... Talking to the, the thief next to him. Today, you shall be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. That's amazing. Because he gave him undeserved worthiness to, to come into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. He gave him eternal life. He gave him the kingdom of God. God's take, he's not just taking us out of the red, out of the deficit through the cross. He's actually 
launching us into the black, into the, he's taking us into the, out of the negative, far into the positive. That's kingdom. That's the cross. Not just to rescue us from our problems, but to launch us forward into abundant life, into the kingdom, into prosperity, into great things. Hallelujah. And then he said to, to his mother and to John, he said, woman, behold your son. That's amazing because that was Jesus creating family. Do you guys see the restoration that Jesus is doing on the cross? The brokenness of relationships. He's, he's forming family before he even died. Come on. And he's creating sonship. Come on, he's creating sonship. And then Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt alone. He felt abandoned. But Jesus took our separation from, the, from God to the cross. So he could break that problem and destroy that problem. He took, he, took, he took rejection, abandonment to the cross so that he could destroy in our hearts rejection and abandonment and the feelings thereof. Come on. And, and to heal us of those feelings and to take shame from us. Did you know that God does not want shame in your heart? And it says, I forget which chapter it is in Isaiah, I think 61 maybe. It says that instead of shame, he will give you double honor. Come on. That's kingdom right there. And he, and he took that, that separation of the Father to the cross so he could, for us, reunite us to the Father. Amen. To break the orphan spirit. To restore sonship. Then he said, I thirst. I thirst. He took poverty, lack, need to the cross. He also was made naked before he went to the cross. He took nakedness and shame and poverty. Come on. To the cross. Why? So he could break the powers of those things in our lives who believe. Who does God show the mighty arm of the Lord to? To those who believe. All right? So it's according to your belief, what you will believe that he paid the price for, that will be released into your life. And he'll quench the thirsty soul. He'll quench the thirsty soul. And then he said, it is finished. Everybody say, it is finished. It is finished. Everybody say, the finished work of the cross. He paid the ultimate price so that we could be made whole. I'm going to pause so you don't keep repeating me now. He paid the full price to make us whole in every way. Every place that the Satan's deception brought bondage to humanity. Jesus went to the cross to break the chains to set us free, to restore the heart of a father to his broken children again, to bring wholeness, spirit, soul, and body, 
salvation, peace, healing. Amen? You guys doing all right? Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice, and now he's presenting himself as the slain lamb to the Father. The lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. The one sacrifice that will never have to happen again. To cleanse us of sins, unrighteousness, and to make us holy and blameless in his sight. Hallelujah. You guys need to understand this, guys. That because of what Jesus did on the cross, the Father looks through the eyes of Jesus at you, and he sees, he sees you as his son. He sees you as his daughter. He sees you as his beloved. He sees you as a whole person. And, and listen, when we get to heaven, we are going to be, there's, there will be no problems. We're going to be made so whole in every way. We have no idea. But God knows the end from the beginning, and that's who he views you as. If you can imagine yourself in heaven... For eternity, that's how God sees you right now. And anything that's lacking in your life, Jesus paid the price to bring heaven, to bring wholeness into that place, to fill you out with the abundance of life that Jesus is. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. 